Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 14. As you know, I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you what God's put on my heart for this Bible study and and how He wants to put it all together. Now, as you know, our Bible study, we've been studying faith and hope and courage in a changing time. The word for you today and as I went through the booklet we only got about well three or four more things I want to share out of this booklet because a lot of it's repeat stuff that we've been discussing already throughout the booklet so I'm touching on things that God's showing me, you know, jumping out at me. And there's only a few more things. Then we're going to be going into something else. And we'll go from there. But we got at least three to five more things we're going to discuss by out of this book. And then we're going to be talking about lighting, lighting up. Lighting, lightening things up. Not lighting things up, but lightening things up. In other words, you know, be happy. Then we're going to do our prayer request. And I still got, you know, a lot of people on there. I got updates on a couple and, and a couple I don't. Then we're going to read that God teaches a different way segment. A story called Rock On. And then we'll have our closing remark time and... And I appreciate the jump that did in the book, um, in the podcast yesterday. We went almost 10 people um, jumped up to listen and watch it yesterday on some of them. Because I shared some other things and I'm going to go through and shared episode 2 with some of the same people. So, uh, hopefully they listen currently to what's going on too alright so let's pray and then we'll get started dear heavenly father we ask you to take a coal of heaven's altar and anoint these lips of clay I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus to be with us as we go through our bible time here on this podcast of God's internet church podcast episode 14 we just ask you to have your way in it in Jesus name amen well today's study is called lighten up like you know when you lighten something up like if you had to take something off a run or a ship or a car to lighten the weight that's what we're going to be talking about lightening up but we're going to be talking about lightening up on our own spiritual and physical mind. That things that, you know, will make us tense up. we got to learn to lighten up on some of these things. And if you got your Bibles, I want you to open it up to the book of Matthew, chapter number 18. The book of Matthew, chapter number 18. And we're going to look at verse 3. And it says... And said, Very I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, 
ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, as we know, that verse is telling us that in life, we need to be like the kids. Kids like faith. Because the kid like faith helps us trust God more. And as we grow, we lose that. But we got to find a way to get that back. And one of those ways is to lighten up. Okay? How is your sense of humor these days? Okay? How is your sense of humor? We've been through a lot this last year. A lot of people are tired of being locked in a quarantine. A lot of people are tired of wearing masks. A lot of people are tired of not being able to go see this loved one or that loved one because of possible coronaviruses and things. And, you know, what is our sense of humor these days? A lot of us don't have a sense of humor these days, okay? But, you know, Jesus said, unless you become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And I think what Jesus is meaning here, we've got to start acting like children like they do. Alright? This thing here says children laugh. Children laugh about 400 times a day. And adults just laugh 15. Mainly times a day. So that is a thing there. We get to be too serious. And we got to be more like the kids. We got to learn to laugh. And what kind of things do we got to learn to laugh at? All right. We got to learn to laugh at being people criticizing us. <coughs> <coughs> we got to learn to laugh as our own mistakes. And we got to learn to laugh at trials and tribulations. Now, you might be saying, Pastor Ron, how do I learn to laugh at people criticizing me? Because, you know what? There's only one person, one person that you need to please in this world. And that is God. And if God's not criticizing you the way you do something... Why do you should worry about what someone else do? Laugh about it with them. And in fact, if you do that, you'll probably stun them and scare them so bad that they probably will stop criticizing you. Laugh at our mistakes. A lot of adults get mad because they make mistakes. Even over stupid little mistakes. We're human. We're going to make mistakes. We need to laugh about it. We need to laugh about the trials and tribulations coming our way. And praise the Lord for him because that means we're doing something right where the devil is attacking us. And we should be laughing and not saying, oh God, why, 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 why? Okay, that's what a kid does. A kid jumps back and starts laughing and get back. I've been watching a commercial lately for Oreo Cookie. I believe. And... It shows two brothers playing basketball outside while the younger brother went to go shoot the basketball and the bigger brother was over intensified of blocking him and he tried to shoot over his brother head and hit him right in the eye 
and it caused a black eye. Well, that shows them next at the kitchen table where the big brother's looking at him mad and the little brother is like feeling guilty. So the little brother all of a sudden to try to make himself look like the big brother picks up the Oreo cookie, puts it in front of his eye. And then the other brother, both of them, started laughing. See, they let it go. They had a problem. In their own way, they worked it out, and they started laughing about it. And then the other brother had put it over the other eye, because the eye hurt, that he had a black eye. Okay? That there, too. So, it worked out. See, we gotta learn and laugh at our own mistakes. And then we got to learn to laugh at the trials and tribulations come our way. And we got to learn to laugh with people that are making mistakes too. Maybe that we work with. And we got to help them and not get mad. We got to put things off to the side. Okay? Now, what does the Bible say about this? Alright? The Bible says in Proverbs 14.30 A relaxed attitude lengthens our life. A relaxed attitude lengthens our life. Why? Because if we get upset your blood pressure goes up. And when your blood pressure goes up your heart beats faster. And when your heart beats faster it makes everything else go faster. And if you go too high or you do too low on your heart pumping, you could have a heart attack and you could have a stroke. But let me tell you something. When you laugh, it sets like something off in your body that slows everything down and gives like a healing time to your body, a rest time. So we got to be relaxed, not having an attitude. If we have a good attitude... We're going to have a long life. If we have a mean attitude, we're going to have a short life. In fact, I was just listening, reading my devotion today. And I marked it for maybe a time that I'll do a sermon on or maybe a podcast thought on. And it says, don't hang around those that are angry. Because you could end up acting like them. And it's true. Alright? And you got to realize that your kids are watching you too. You're an influence. So don't be a fuddy-duddy being mad all the time. Don't get tight, tight wad up. Be loosened. I used to be that way. And sometimes I still can be a, a person that's tightened up. But you got to learn to be not serious all the time. There is a time to be serious, but you gotta learn not to be all the time. Because if you're relaxed, you're gonna have a lengthen of life. Alright? Now, Proverbs 15, 13 says, A joyful heart makes a happy face. So if you want a happy face, you gotta have a joyful heart. If you're having a joyful heart, you gotta be happy. You got to let the problems of life go. You got to focus, give them to God and focus on life. And let God, and God will tell you when to focus on that problem again. When it's time. Okay? But that's how we get the joys of life. Alright? It also says, in Proverbs 
1722 a cheerful heart is good medicine a broken spirit snaps a person's strength what is this telling us a broken heart is good medicine uh, a happy heart is good medicine but if you're mad and everything it could snap your life in other words you could have a stroke life is too short to get mad over little things <laughs> This before we went on the air, me and my wife had a little bit of a spat. And normally I wouldn't bring this up, and I'm not going to talk about what the spat is about. But when I think about it, in the long run, it was over something stupid. So we both got our blood pressure up. We both got our things up. But if we would have thought about it, it wasn't really worth the fighting that we were doing it needed to be discussed but not as fighting and when I realized what was going on I went to her and I explained my way to her and then might have been a little still a little bit too relaxed not as relaxed as I should have been but now it's up to her I explained my situation calmly might have been a little bit not heated heated but I explained my situation and I'm sure later she'll explain it, her situation to me and then we'll end up on a good time so you know arguing just causes problems it's best to have a marriage where you can discuss and most of the time that's what me and my wife do now I'm not saying that we don't argue sometimes we do but it's best for everybody to try to discuss it and work it out without getting angry all right Laughter is God's given escape patch. Alright? It's a healthy sense of humor. is div divine by the ability to laugh at your own mistakes. To accept justification, criticism, and get over it. Okay? But you know some churches don't want you to laugh. They want you to be serious. But let me tell you something, saints. Here at God's Internet Church, I encourage laughter. And I've been in churches that encourage laughing too. Okay? But there's some churches out there that don't. Okay? And the bad thing is, the church is in a bad way when it banishes laughter and leave it into nightclubs and Toastmasters. Like bars. Because they're getting a laughter that they don't need. But church, you can laugh and have fun. But there are some serious churches that don't have laughing in it. From Pentecostals to Baptists to all different kind of religions. I've been lucky so far to be in churches that don't abolish laughing. But have fun. And also worshiping and serving the Lord. But unfortunately there are some churches out there. And they got to realize this week, I'm saying we got to realize, our life will be lengthened as a church or as a person if we learn to be like kids and laugh more about the situations going in our life. Just like those two kids I talked about on that commercial for Oreo. 
sitting there. The guy, he got a black eye. He might have been mad, but then the brother made a little funny, and he laughed, laughed, and they got over it, and they were happy again. And that's what we need to learn. We not drag things out, not keep mad at each other, because that's just going to cause stress, and stress causes heart attacks and strokes, or other ailments. Okay. So we got to learn to lighten up and be more like these kids. Alright, and tomorrow we're going to look at Romans 6.23 if you want to do some reading and some homework on it. It's called The Roman Road to Salvation. That's what we're going to look at tomorrow. Alright, on that, on that note, the Bible study's done. Let's pray that God takes us and helps us with it. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to take this Bible study, help us apply it to our life and use it for your glory. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We're going to look at our prayer list. As I said, we took Dan off yesterday. And... I did get an update on my friend Sean. Um, I know there was confusion, I told you, that one thing said he was feeling good, then the next day that he wasn't. Well, unfortunately, that was in the morning, that was the night before, and somehow my Snapchat got sent to me. His Snapchat night one got sent to me sometime during the morning. So it caused some confusion with me. He said he's not doing very good. Um, both him and his wife are struggling but they're surviving and their son is okay I guess and but he's got to stay there because he's got a quarantine and and I it, we just got to pray for him because they do have coronavirus then we got to continue to pray for my dad because of his breathing and the aneurysm on his heart aorta and my mom's heart situation that happened, we gotta continue that pray that this medicine will clear it up. Then my then Margaret, who is uh, my cousin, and she's in part of the church group, God's Internet Church, um, online church. Um, she's having trouble with the loss of her mom and her dad. Her lost her dad a few years ago, but she's still grieving there. But now she lost her mom and. She's grieving hard there too. So we need God to undertake there. And then Lloyd, the friend of the family that lived on the street. He's got cancer. And he's doing better, but he still needs prayer. Then Sean, my friend, he's like a brother to me. And he's like a brother from another mother. And I just explained to him, it's all coronavirus. They're both struggling hard. They're still at home. They're not in the hospital, but they're surviving. We need to pray for Philip, their son, and that if he does have it, he has a mild case and that he'll be okay. Then we need to pray for my brother-in-law, Paul, because of decisions that he's got to make and and as the executor. And then we got to pray that we'll be okay too, but to also let him know that we got stuff going on too. That we can't jump when he wants us to jump. 
and Paul and then my friend Paul and his kid going to kindergarten I did I did see that she was excited and she went to her first day that was uh, yes yesterday I didn't get a chance to talk to him like I wanted to then my cousin Heather she's got breast cancer I need to find out more about that when her procedure is and then my friend Sean he's like a brother to me and is a brother to me his mom and dad just coronavirus in the house there and then I got a call from my cousin Fred who's a pastor and he um, I didn't get a call but I got a text um, through his son saying that his mom was taken to the hospital with uh, a lot of coughing and they requested prayer for him so that's what we're going to do and um, we're going to pray for them I don't know if how that's going to affect the, um, me going to preach at his church Sunday because I'm supposed to I don't know if it's coronavirus not coronavirus it just could be a simple cold it could be bronchitis you know we don't know so we're just going to pray for her coughing and then we'll go from there hallelujah let's pray dear heavenly father we thank you lord for this day we ask you right now lord to come down lord as the great physician the great architect of our body the great creator i just ask you to go into my dad's body right now in the name of jesus and touch this aneurysm where it don't grow anymore or it don't or it just disappears and be with my dad's breathing and the same with my mom go into her body lord and let this medicine start helping what it needs to help lord i ask you to be with my cousin margaret lord i ask you to be with the loss of her help her deal with the loss of her mother knowing she's in a better place and knowing her dad's in a better place and lord we just ask you to help her through with what she's got to go through and deal with and Lord, we ask you to be with Lloyd, Lord, and this cancer that he's got. We thank you, Lord, that there's signs that he's doing better. But Lord, we just ask you to continue to touch and heal him, Lord. And go into Lloyd's body right now in the name of Jesus and fix what's wrong where this cancer is. And Lord, I ask you to be with Sean, Becky, and Philip. I ask you to open up their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Stick your hand inside, Lord, and fix the areas that they need where this coronavirus is affecting and wipe the coronavirus out and Lord we ask you to be with my brother-in-law Paul and we ask you to let him be fair let him be helpful but don't let him be too brocerous in doing it Lord help him realize that we do have a life too besides what he wants us to do and Lord we just ask you to help us do what we can but also remind ourselves that we got a life too and lord i ask you to be with my friend paul in georgia and his kid as she as she goes to kindergarten pre-k lord we just ask you to let everything go the way you want there keep her safe from the coronavirus let her have a good time let her learn let her be good and lord i ask you to be with heather lord with this breast cancer lord i ask you to go inside lord her body I ask you to touch what the to fix in this breast cancer, Lord. Fix, remove this cancer, Lord. And Lord, I ask you to be with Sam and Robin, Lord, as he has coronavirus. And 
and she's having trouble sleeping and I'm not sure if she caught the coronavirus or not but Lord I just ask you to help them and heal them Lord then I ask you to be with Teresa Weaver Lord which is my cousin Fred's wife I just ask you right now to be with this sweet soul and be with this coughing we don't know what this coughing is we don't know if it's coronavirus we don't know if it's bronchitis we don't know if it's this or that but what we do know is Lord that you are the Lord that healeth thee we just ask you to go in touch her coughing and heal her and whatever it turns out to be we ask you in Jesus name Amen and Amen Hallelujah God is good and he's good all the time Hallelujah We're going to head now into our God Teaches Us in Different Ways segment. And it's the story I'm going to share with you out of this weekly journal of practical Christian living. is called Rock On. And it's a non-fiction story by Sandy Maley. When I was very young upon returning home from my family vacation... Five of us in a car or converted green barrel van. I'd make a beeline for my rocking horse back and forth, rocking away the tensions of so many voices and bodies and activities, rock myself back into inner quietness. Decades later, I still make a beeline for the things that restore quietness. I'm still rocking away the noise and pressure of life. Why? As an empty nester isn't home life tranquility enough for me now. Don't the long don't the long days while Dave is working offer enough sincerity for me? I would appear so, but sometimes inner voices agitate the buzz of worry. What if there's no relief? for my Crohn's symptoms the bagging of the enemy your hard work for God accomplished so little the broken record of uncertainty I don't know what to do what should I do adds the other pressures of circumstances perhaps upcoming holidays for family discord and it can all rise to the inner roar Recently facing renewing health issues, I brought my stress spirit to God. Did he advise soaking in scripture or resting in faith? Not the same time, he urged me to cultivate some ambitions. Ambitions strained to get ahead, striving to be first. No, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. 1 Thessalonians 4.11 Choose quietness. God has saying as a way of life, both outwardly and inwardly. What are the obstacles? I wonder. What stress, stress cowered themselves into the vein of my life? The many offenders quickly arise in their hands. Discontentment, doubt, dread, timidity uncertain feelings 
of insufficiency and fluidity running from truth. The enemy lies sudden calamity, tension in relationship, scrunchly and criticism, constant chatter to many irons in the fire. When then I wonder, quiet me. What then? I wonder, quiet me. What are the various rocking horses of my life God uses to restore my inner peace? Gateway, silliness, stillness, silence, solitude, slender to surrender to God, his felt presence and power, his promise, his plan, remembering humility, honesty, trust, dependency on him, contentment, walking in nature, recentering on him. I love that Robert Whitlow, his book, Chosen People, right? One of the characters of the Hannah faith goal was to quickly bring herself to the place of internal rest regardless of her outward circumstances. Hannah was ambitious to live a quiet life. I want to be too. This morning a health care appointment loomed. I brought my anxieties to God and asked him to lead me to the right scripture. He reminded me of a familiar verse, 1 Peter 5, 7. Located, I read, Give all your worries and care for, to God, for he cares about you. God shows me that, then that my worries and rambunctious, he already cares about the appointment. He stood ready and able to care for every aspect of it. If I let him, he had it all covered. He always does, so when I begin feeling like a youngster, imprisonment in a crowd, a crowded van, I can make a beeline for him to be rocketed back into quietness as quickly as possible. Sometimes it may, may take a while, a long while, but as I rock on, my father will calm and compose me, till I once again living an ambitious, quiet life. Amen. So what did we learn here? We learned here that we got to go, just like the story. When things are coming against us, we need to go to God and let Him help us and bring us through what we're going through. Hallelujah. God is good and He's good all the time. So if you got worries or anxieties, be like a kid and laugh. Be a joyful heart. Go to God and let him help you and ask him for help. And just like he did with that lady in the story, he can do for you. Hallelujah. On that note, we came to the end of our podcast today. And if anything you learned here today, I want to make sure you learned this. We got to learn to laugh. We got to learn not to take life so seriously all the time. We got to learn to lighten up 
and let God be God. And let him get us back to our tranquility. Get us back to where we were when we were happy. Just like kids do now too. We have to learn to be like those kids that we used to be. And let God be God. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. See you next time on God's Internet Church Podcast, episode number four, 15. And I'd like to say bless you. Have a good day. And don't let anything come that you don't want to come your way. Ask God to help you keep it off. And if it's not something He wants for you, ask God to uh, take it away. If it is something He wants for you, ask God to help you through it. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you and see you next time, which would be Monday for God's Internet Church Podcast. We're going to be doing it three days a week. And um, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you. Enjoy, and maybe a fourth day on Sunday yet. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm flirting with... Uh, um, doing the... Been, been flirting with the idea um, of doing the podcast along with the morning service because I do tape I do do live live events I mean live broadcast and I'm thinking about when I'm doing one doing the other two and because we need to reach many people if we can for God and to bring them into a lost and dying world and have Christians help to you know get the help they need to so let's pray and then we're close. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We ask you to help us take everything we learned with this podcast today and live it for you and help me live it for you. We ask you all this in Jesus' name. And let this podcast touch the ones you wanted to touch. We ask you in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen and Amen. On that note, I'd like you, everyone, to love one another, help one another, and guide one another. And we'll see you then, which will be Monday. God bless you and be kind to each other. And be like kids and laugh. Laugh, let God laugh it up. And let God bring joy back into your life. On that note, God bless you and see you next time, which would be Monday on God's Internet Church Podcast episode... Fifteen. God bless you.